0: Give a little time for the child within you Don't be afraid to be young and free Undo the locks and throw away the keys And take off your shoes and socks and run you
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart Jordan Morris, boy detective So a lovely day in Los Angeles I'm feeling the Yuletide spirit Just had a, a holiday party here at the office Oh, sorry. how'd that go? Uh, sorry you weren't invited mm-hmm. uh, It's Nick's fault Oh, okay Senior producer of Bullseye, Nick White Sent out the invitation, um, and I think he just doesn't like you.
2: That's fair. I am unpleasant.
1: Well, certainly in a social situation. Ugh, boy, I'm the worst. I mean, in a professional context. I'm a delight, but yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you are a masseur, so <laughs> professionally you, you know, give physical pleasure to others. Yeah. But yeah, in a social situation, you can be a real disappointment.
2: How'd it go? How did the uh, how did the holiday party go? Did anybody any uh, any photocopies of butts? Any like classic holiday party shenanigans? Lampshades on the head? I told Jennifer liaisons in the coat room. Jennifer is our
1: uh, administrator, mm-hmm. office administrator, and I told her, "Here, take the company credit card." Mm-hmm. I gave her the company credit card. I'm not afraid
2: to do that. I trust Jennifer. Yeah. You know, she's a but p- it's just a frozen yogurt punch card, right? <laughs> take take the company. Buy five five frozen yogurts. Bring the free one back here, <laughs> yeah. and we'll all share it.
1: Um, I uh, I gave her the company credit card. Mm-hmm. We took a look in the we took a look in the closet to see what kind of liquor we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some rum, so we brought in some vodka. We decided to use the rum. Mm-hmm. Sent her off, and I told her, Jennifer, buy the eggnog that comes in a glass bottle. Wow, that's how we fucking roll here. I'm not <laughs> afraid to get top shelf eggnog,
2: especially if
1: I already have the rum just lying around, <laughs> and I don't have to buy. You're not, that. A, you're not afraid
2: to go big with the
1: inexpensive part of it. Yeah. Well, hey, this 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 nog. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to brag. Yeah. Technically, I am. Yeah. $6 nog? $7 hey. nog? I don't even know. I, that's, how much I, that's how little I care about how much this nog cost and the extraordinary quality. I just said get the best. That's what my office deserves. I care about these people. I love these people. I know about their families, this their wives, like, their children. This
2: is not like Kirkland Signature Nog. Absolutely not. This is the gray goose of nogs. Wow. This is the Ciroc of nogs. <laughs> I, I hear if you got—I got, mean, this is this might be a little bit of an urban legend, but I hear if you get Kirkland's signature nog and just pour it into a Brita, uh-huh. it will come out like Grey Goose. Oh, really? Grey Goose vodka.
1: I got the Diddy nog. <laughs> yeah,
2: Diddy has a nog. Yeah, I went ahead and got a nog. Yeah, because you hope that like. Aaron Paul would show up and you guys would just start partying.
1: It w- there wasn't enough people to fill the space enough to the point where people could get wasted. Yeah. Because because Nick just sent out the invitation to the people who work directly within the office. If he had sent it to also to uh, you know Brian and Aaron Nate DeMeo, you know Nate is going to come here and get hammered. Sure. You know what I mean? You think Ricky Carmona is not going to get smashed at this party? I would be, I, I, I would frankly be a little worried if he showed up. I, if Ricky Carmona came to my office party and by the end of the office party no one had a lampshade on their head? You would consider him a failure. I would consider my whole enterprise a failure. Yeah.
2: Maximum Fun Incorporated. Do you have just spare lampshades laying around? For parties. Sure. You should just bring out and just place them strategically all over the office. I
1: also like to use those IKEA little, uh, just those little tea candles. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? Just little things. It's the little touches that make parties special. So tea candles
2: and then stray lampshades that are not on lamps.
1: Right. So you put the tea tea candles inside a larger brown paper bag. Mm -hmm. It gives a really nice effect. And then- what I try and do is I try and have a lot of permanent markers in case anyone passes out that's great for and fake, then you can fur dicks, mustaches right all the important stuff oh, sure should we introduce our guest into this conversation I'd love to because I'm very I'm very interested she is not from our nation mm-hmm. so I want to know about the nog of her
0: nation <laughs>
1: <laughs> the nog or nogs of her nation she is a she is a stand-up comedian uh, she lives in London, England she is originally from Wales. Uh, her name is uh, Nadja Camille. Hi, Nadja. How are you?
3: Hello. I'm all right. Thanks.
1: I think it's fair to say, Jordan, I don't know if you knew this, that Naja is the premier Welsh Iraqi comedian in the world.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: Congratulations. Right. That's amazing.
2: Top Google results. <laughs> <laughs> what is, now, Nog is a. I mean, nog seems so British to me. It was just is that the where word
1: it... nog seems yeah.
2: like it would be a British, thing. but also a a dessert a dessert liquor that includes eggs also seems very British.
3: Oh, it's not very British. We don't really have it. It's only a recent thing that's really happened in the UK. Really? I I mean, if we have, you can't really buy it. Have, where do you get it then? You have to make it. You have to
1: make eggnog at home?
3: Yeah. So I made it one year for our Christmas party that we had.
2: It's hard to make.
3: But it did garner me the moniker Mama Eggnog. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's something you use it year round. <laughs> yes. yeah, yes. People still call you Mama Eggnog. Yeah. I made it too last year and it was it was really good and I don't typically like nog. It could have just been like the satisfaction of having made something that made me like it a little bit more. But yeah, I enjoyed the, the homemade nog.
1: You, yeah. have to, it's, you have to be careful because you're sure. basically making a custard. <laughs> right, you don't want to have that thing happen. You're where basically the... making a bowl of potential salmonella. Uh, well, it depends on whether to, to what extent you're heating. Oh, it or I use not chicken in the...
2: breasts in my <laughs> oh,
1: Excellent. <laughs> I use raw chicken breasts. But so. you definitely don't want that situation where the egg goes in and it gets in, turns into little pieces of egg. Sure.
3: Yeah. Well, you're just using the whites, aren't you? from what I recall.
2: Yeah. You have to separate the yolks from the whites. Is, yeah. Is made like the first step. And
3: of course, this nation was very good at that.
2: <laughs> separating the whites. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's a great strength
1: and of then, ours. Like, and, you know, you know, and
2: then what? I whole, made a whole separate dish. It was just, it was just the yolks and then ranch dressing. And then you take that like a shot. It's called a fieri.
1: You know, when we, when we separate the, when Thanks, we, Brian. when we separated, the, when we, back when we separated the whites more mm-hmm. consistently in this great nation, <laughs> uh-huh, I found that the yokes always seemed happier to me. I didn't hear any complaints from them. That's true. Yeah. and No one was
2: singing the yellows. And they sang and they lived with Christ. Seems pretty good to me. Yeah. Also, what's the deal with a man's anus, huh? (laughs) Seems really gross. Um, I just
1: want to clarify for anyone listening in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, You will hopefully have forgotten about the topical (laughs) reference that we're making right now. Yeah. (laughs) To the ill-considered comments... Um, of a man from a a pseudo-reality television comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, But just know that these are in the spirit of topical satire and not our actual opinions about egg yolks. (laughs) 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 Let's be clear. This isn't just about egg yolks. Are there holiday... Are there... Two questions, Naja? Yeah. Number one.
3: I like how you say my name to rhyme with nausea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Number one question is, do you, in England, are there any dairy cocktails of note?
3: Uh, Well, Advocar is a very popular drink.
1: What is it? I don't have any idea what it is.
3: Advocar is like an, it's like eggnog, but it's a liqueur. Hmm. It's an eggnog liqueur. It is like a, it's a it's like a dairy eggy liqueur. <laughs> it just comes out of the bottle like that. Yeah, and it's yellowy coloured and it's very viscous. And people it, like it. It's a great time in a bottle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it just what what what's the context for drinking it? Or is it like
3: a? I think it's quite a European thing actually. You drink it if you went. It's like a very après ski type beverage mm.
1: oh like, like a it's something you would have in milan or in the french alps perhaps.
3: in the alps yeah Probably. it's
1: like an alpine type of beverage god i'd love a nice alpine beverage right now something mold <laughs> <There's> <laughs> oh, we mold do a wine. lot of
3: mold stuff yeah oh, we, we mull a lot of stuff
1: <laughs> what are we do? you got mold colas you got your mold uh, you got do you have you have holiday pepsi
3: Oh, mulled Pepsi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: that's, the, that's the mold
3: taste mold of Fanta. a new generation. Mulled Sprite. There's okay.
2: a there's a kind of a, a shady bar by my house that clearly doesn't have a liquor license and they just, you know. It seems like it's it's a place that is always on the verge of being shut down, like it'll just be closed randomly. What is it bar like? Uh, is it a
3: bar? Or is it just a neighbor that you won't leave alone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. This is a yeah. This is a homeless man who sometimes gives <laughs> me swigs out of his forty. <laughs> when I
1: was in when I was in London, actually, uh, not that long ago, there was a group of people trying to convince me to go to a Jamaican man's house hmm. where he served liquor all night.
0: Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. This is. I mean, this is a you know storefront uh-huh. uh they I think they call it a social house <laughs> and they have like a you know they have a weird nights like they had canadian night where they just serve labats and then play trailer park boys on the big screen tv which is pretty fun What's Wait, do labot? they have
1: like a traditional big screen tv that's what i'm
2: picturing oh right, yeah you know? like a yeah like a deep like a rear projection big screen? No, they have an actual TV, which, which seems like the most money they've spent on anything in this place. And they had a um, – when I went in there uh, a couple of nights ago, they had like a crock pot filled with mulled wine. Well, you got to figure they also spent a fair amount of
1: money clearing the rights to Trailer Park Boys. Sure, for public, public – yeah, yeah, for public use. I mean
2: the, yeah, the CBC
1: just, uh, is, is quite litigious. Yeah, you can't just – when you get out to the maritime provinces – Oh, yeah. You're going to have a lot of hard times with clearing public public use <laughs> <laughs> rights. Okay, here's question number two for you, Nadia. Okay. What are some traditional holiday beverages of the United Kingdom? And if you'd like, you can share specific specifically Welsh holiday beverages.
3: Oh, holiday beverages.
1: What about Thanksgiving? What do you guys drink for Thanksgiving? <laughs> 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 do, what do you drink on the 4th of July?
3: <laughs> no, I drink a lot on the 4th of July because it's my grandmother's birthday and she's famously a drunkard. <laughs> no
2: good. <laughs> Oh, God, do You also you shoot get... off fireworks.
3: <laughs> yes. But the thing is, okay. we're allowed to buy fireworks whenever we like. Oh, this man. is a difference. Like, you love fireworks, right? But you're not allowed to buy them and just set them off in your garden, <laughs> which is what we do every 5th of November.
2: Wow. What happens? Wait, what's the 5th of November? Fireworks Day? <gasps> 5th of... 5th of... 5th of guy Fawkes Day. Yes, Probably thank you, Guy you, Day.
1: Wait, it actually is Guy Fawkes remember,
3: Day? Remember, remember, the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot.
2: Sorry, guys. I'm no <laughs> – listen, I'm no member of Anonymous, so I like to stay out of all that stuff. Sure. I can understand that. I can't
3: that. believe you don't know the rhyme. I'm no
2: hacktivist, okay? <laughs> you just like to hang out at a Jamaican
1: guy's house. <laughs> Yeah, who's illegally serving liquor. <laughs> you can drink all night long. Did you know this, Jordan? This is something I learned the most recent time mm-hmm. I was in London. In the UK, they have something called a bank holiday. Mm-hmm. Which we also have here in the United States. It's like everyone gets it off work. It's like all the federal workers they all have it off work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And in the UK, how many how many of these have you gotten, Nadia?
3: I think there's about it's like fifteen or something.
1: Like fifteen, uh roughly fifteen. Mm-hmm. I I went to some sources I have in the UK. They told me roughly fifteen of these bank holidays. I have about
2: fifteen bank holidays here. <laughs> Where I play Bonk's Adventure for the TurboGrafx 16.
3: <laughs> Can you say that more clearly?
2: Uh, I probably. It's, there's no reason to. Yeah, yeah he's There's sure. no reason to. It's not Because worth the I have time
3: 365 and Bonk holidays, and Bonk mm. meaning the British word to bank. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Nice. Nice.
1: Um, that means that she takes 365 days a year off <laughs> from
3: oh,
0: everyone's uh, house. Sure, so, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Just relax, you know? Bank holidays in England are not in honor of anything. Yeah. They just figure people need more days off. And so you just get... It's like, oh, we get Monday off. Why is that? Ah, I don't want to work. That's great. Do they call Their it? government has agreed on a group of days where they don't want to work.
3: But they're not all... No, some of them have a history behind them. So some of them are like Easter Monday is a bank holiday.
2: I mean, I bet, I bet it says, you know, rickety or reason for... A holiday is like President's Day or something. But, Columbus uh, Day. But I mean – I mean those, I guess, technically celebrate something. Columbus Day, you're
1: celebrating one of the greatest Italian-American <laughs> genocide purveyors. <laughs> sure. Outside of Mussolini. <laughs> he's not Italian-American. Although, you know, later, I, th- I would – if – if, Let bygones be bygones (laughs) is my motto. You would gladly welcome Christopher Columbus. (laughs) Yeah, or Mussolini. Either of them, (laughs) I say let's do it. You know, if they can pass the citizenship exam. It's a tough test. Big tent. It's a tough test. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So they just get a day off for nothing. Yeah.
3: No, like some of them. Like August bank holiday is a day off for nothing. August bank holiday is basically a day off because they went, whoa, summer is long.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Couldn't you just name it after that tennis guy that's so good? Andrew Murray. Yeah. Just name it after him. Call it Andy Murray Day.
3: Every day is Andy Murray Day in my life.
1: <laughs> He's an athletic and handsome young
2: man. I believe it.
3: And I'm a big tennis fan. <laughs> in fact, I, I went to the, the the World Tour Finals at the O2 last year. Um, when this he, is
1: an arena in London, yes. England. Uh, this is in the United Kingdom. And
3: it was after. The he'd,
1: westernmost part of Europe.
3: <laughs> after he'd won the Olympics, and I shouted out from the crowd, Come on, the Olympic champion! <laughs> <laughs> and somebody on the BBC commentary said about my voice, Oh, well, somebody needs to be in school.
0: <laughs> Screw you.
3: <laughs> I have got two degrees. I've been in school long enough. And he was making a comment about my voice sounding young, but.
1: Yeah. I like that you. I like that you formalized it in that way by rather than saying, come on, champ, or something like that, you said, come on, the Olympic champion.
3: Because it's a big deal. It only happens every four years. In your mind was the capitalized? Every word was capitalized. Right. Excellent. Even
1: Even come on. Even on? Especially on. Oh, wow.
3: <laughs> Both the O and the N. Jordan, are you
1: on board? You weren't on board with
3: Nog before?
2: Uh no, I mean I liked making it myself that was kind of fun. It was mm-hmm. kind of a listener heard me complain about nog and sent me this nice recipe and I liked it. It was really fun to do uh but I don't think I would just have nog.
3: It is a lot of eggs.
2: Yeah. Nice. I don't I also don't like I it's also like don't like like cream. sweet alcoholic drinks to me don't don't party. I mean I like a, like a margarita with Mexican food, but that's about it as far as like sweet alcohol I, drinks. I only drink sweet alcoholic drinks. Sure. Give me a Coke and Coke. <laughs> Coke with a splash of Coke. Yeah, just a little. And a little grenadine.
1: Just a Throw t- a
2: little t- grenadine in there. Just
1: a touch. Just I, a th- couple
2: yeah. maraschino cherries, six or eight. Sure. And then just, uh, yeah, top that off with some Mrs. Butterworth. You got a cocktail. <laughs> it's called a Fieri, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Even Brian wasn't with you that yeah.
0: time.
2: <laughs> Come on, Brian, listen harder <laughs> and appreciate me more. Um yeah, you know I know. I feel like I feel like with alcohol there's already a little bit of like a headache potential there and then just adding a ton of sugar just just makes it worse anyway. Yeah, well. That's my feeling. I'm sorry if it's controversial. It is basically a boozy uncooked meringue. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I would I would rather like do a shot of vodka and then eat a slice of pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that sounds kind of fun to me. There was a time when vodka
1: chase it with pie. There was a time like when cocktails were invented in, you know, 1790 or 1805 or whatever. They were all dairy based. Sure, yeah. I think that's great. Just half Just, and half. I think we should open a bar once we get <laughs> once we get our period gay bar open. Sure. Once we get that handled and the uh,
2: and the fifties NASA bar.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We have two. We have two bar ideas. We're going to do a period gay bar called Dorothy's. We got to get John Taffer in here to help us with these. <sighs> I know. We we really. But you know what? These are surefire successes. I don't even yeah. think we need help. Yeah. We just need a small business administration loan. I'd like to be yelled at by John Taffer for a couple <laughs> minutes, though. Um, I I think uh, I'd you like know, to see
2: his one sport coat.
1: I all I all this is our path to success. Uh huh. We go into the bank. We sit down with the bank manager.
2: You guys have <laughs> bank managers in the UK, probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> no one manages the bank. It's like an it's like an uh, anarchist collective, right? I don't
3: know if you heard of the global financial crisis. <laughs> <laughs> you fired your managers because we didn't have any managers.
2: <laughs> uh, oh. oh, so UK is responsible just because of these uh, willy nilly banks. You know who I had blamed for it? The dad from Mary Poppins,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mister Banks. <laughs> uh, yes,
1: <laughs> I think we just go down. We sit down with the bank manager. Mm-hmm. We let him know the whole thing about Dorothy's. You know, it's a pre Stonewall gay bar. And in the, in the sort of driving idea, you can do anything as long as it's behind a sure. newspaper. He gives us the go-ahead. That's sold. Mm-hmm. We put that up. We put it, maybe license it, franchise it out a little bit like a KFC type situation. Okay. It'll probably be even more popular in Southeast Asia, just like KFC <laughs> is. And then we move on to the NASA one. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is all dairy cocktails. <laughs> exclusively dairy cocktails called... and there's a cow at the
2: bar. <laughs> it's called grossies. <laughs> Come on into grossies where everything's a little bit gross. Is it called moo cow? Probably. Are cows allowed in bars? I mean, yeah. not if they've, they're it's chewing. they're over 18. Yeah. <laughs> not if they're chewing their cud 21, though. this is America. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's a cow. No, yeah, you're right. True. Three you're stomachs. That's right.
2: <laughs> gonna... true. Yeah, it's probably hard to get fucked up when you've got three stomachs. So they probably drink a lot. Do you think it's easier to get fucked up? Because you, you're you processing
1: everything so much. That's Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Do you get more and more maybe fucked cows up are each time it goes through your stomach?
3: I think maybe if they've just really filled, filled up on grass. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe it would be less of a problem. Right. But then you can also just push them over and that will fuck them up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, it'll break their ribs and lead them to die. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yep.
1: So there's that. Well, anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica.
0: <laughs>
4: Justin, what are you doing?
1: I'm uh, strapping a uh, chicken to my arm. Heard there's some uh, plague out west, so I just wanted to, you know, kind of
0: get out ahead of it.
4: Justin, if you'd ever listen to our medical history podcast, Sawbones, where we talk about everything from trepanation to bloodletting, you would know that that is a ridiculous idea and it will never work.
1: Sawbones? I, I, I haven't caught it. Sawbones?
4: Yes. It's every Friday on the Maximum Fun Network and we record it together.
0: Be, be a doctor or something?
4: Yes.
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective.
3: I'm Nadia Kamal, Welsh Iraqi comedian.
1: It's it's a literal nickname, but it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's true. Um, well,
3: also, aka Mama Eggnog. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: there you go. Mama Eggnog is pretty much perfect. So <laughs> let's stick with that. Um, Nadia, I don't know a lot about whales. Is there anything I should know about whales? There's a lot you should know about whales. There's baleen. And then <laughs> there's, there's toothed, toothed whales. Yeah, toothed and baleen whales.
3: Oh guys.
2: Sorry.
1: <laughs> With Jordan, in the history of Jordan Jesse Go, I think we have made baleen jokes. <laughs> Probably we've done three hundred episodes. Yeah. Gotta be seventy five Baleen <laughs>
2: jokes. <laughs> oh at least. Supercut. Someone make a supercut.
1: I mean if you include krill jokes. And I do. <laughs> yeah. And I do. Which are a sort of I mean it, it it you go A B C and you mm. get to Baleen. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're talking krill, you're gonna be talking Baleen shortly thereafter. <laughs> I mean, if you got any sense in your head, you're not a goddamn asshole. You're the kind of you're not the kind of jerk that celebrates a holiday for no reason. Poof. Okay, let's get back to Wales. <laughs> what, what's going on in Wales? Where's Wales?
3: Wales is uh, part of the United Kingdom, but it is not England.
1: No, it's different.
3: Yeah, very different. We hate each other.
1: It's the home of uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones.
3: Yes. In fact, uh, her dad is friends with my dad's. And his... Are you friends with her? <laughs> I was once asked to babysit her kids. Wow. Yeah. Also, she's got a big white grand piano in her house in the Mumbles that automatically plays songs if you put a CD in.
2: <laughs> wow, that sounds good. Like any CD yeah. you can, and it will just play a piano version of I it? I
3: think so. Hmm. But I'm not sure. You'll have to ask my dad. Also, he may have been lying.
1: Yes. I think it has to be a CD that is designed to make piano. It's like a data CD. Gotcha. You can't just put in Punkin and <laughs> and press play. You hear a beautiful <laughs> piano version of it. <laughs> That's one of the songs on Punkin and Drublik, right? The Entertainer?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yes,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> that would be a good party piece, though.
1: No, I think that'd be fun.
3: So are, why wouldn't it be that?
1: Come, are there any pop punk bands dedicated to the music of Scott Joplin? Uh, oh yeah, the Stride, yeah, the
2: Stride Pianos—they're called. <laughs> oh, and their and their rival band, the Sting. Sure, yeah, exactly. I don't think so, but yeah, I think I think uh, I think there should be more pre-jazz in the world of uh, in the world of punk rock.
1: Yeah. Okay, so number one, all Welsh people know Catherine
2: Zeta-Jones. Yeah, pretty much. It's, that's that's kind of strange because I feel like she's she's you know, Wales's most prominent celebrity. Is there a more prominent celebrity from from Wales?
3: Well, it's because she's also quite uh, proud of coming from Wales. Sure. When she won the Oscar, she said to everybody back home in Swansea, South Wales, I love you. This is for you. Uh, and I remember that because I took it personally. <laughs> uh, but
2: there are other and people you are- And now you still check your mailbox for the Oscar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, or your little piece little, of Oscar yeah, that she chips off. of it. Yeah.
3: And uh, there are people who are Welsh but don't really ch- talk about it, like Christian Bale.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. But um. you wouldn't want Christian Bale to talk about it.
3: Wow. That guy seems I think, that guy I think seems he might a ruin mental. our reputation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that guy seems
1: like he's got some shit going on. Yeah. I mean, not that, I mean, Catherine Zeta-Jones is on record as having some shit going on, but Christian Bale seems like the nasty kind.
3: Yeah, I don't think there's been tapes of her <laughs> freaking <laughs> exploding out, exploding
2: at people, not
3: getting the right CDs for her piano. Okay. Uh, um,
2: yeah, but oh, it's, it's funny that it's funny that that is the most prominent Welsh celebrity. But you also have a connection to her. Like, I bet if you didn't yeah, know yeah, her, yeah. you probably would be annoyed with people saying, "Oh, have you ever met Catherine Zeta-Jones?" But yeah, you. But
3: we're from the same town. Is yeah. why we're from the same town. And also in Wales, if you're called David, you're known as Di. Like everyone's called Di. So her dad is called. David but his nickname is Die Hollywood <laughs> because oh.
0: of his daughter so my
3: dad's always sort of going to play golf with Die Hollywood which is quite funny
2: it's, yeah it's, it seems like somebody yeah it seems like a guy who changes his name because he's in a rockabilly band <laughs> Die Hollywood he didn't
3: change it he That's plays stand up bass him. for
2: a psychobilly band or something
3: they've all got nicknames my dad's friend says effing Todd <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's talk more about your dad this guy sounds
1: tremendous
3: he's pretty really funny Uh, There's also uh, his friend Simps, who's called Simps because his nickname was Simple, (laughs) but he didn't like that.
2: (laughs) But he's fine with Simps. He doesn't like He's like, no, no, Simps is good. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, interesting. Like so, a what is sophisticated the sophisticated response to that problem? So, is the you you mentioned that the countries hate each other? Is that what? Can you trace that back to anything, or is it just one of those things yes, that you exists? you can trace it back
3: to the, the fact that the English were sort of horrendous, aggressive, <laughs> violent aggressors. Uh, they sort of took over Wales, forced all of the the natives to to the
2: the forests. <laughs> so it's not just like oh, you know. No. Different pizza crust or something like that. No,
3: it's like Braveheart. That happened, but in Wales, and there's just not been a film about it
2: No, oh, huh. done by an anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> you should find an anti-Semite to make that film. Maybe yeah. Christian Bale can get involved. You could find it. A- <laughs> I bet mean, he's got some interesting opinions about Jewishness. Can I make a suggestion? Yes,
3: please.
1: Why don't
2: you find a Semite to make it?
3: Oh.
1: Like a Mel Brooks, maybe? <laughs> sure.
3: Do they just do they make as aggressive
1: Woody <laughs> Allen
3: films? <laughs> <laughs> Woody Allen to make it
1: could be one of his more serious ones, but yeah. with moments of humor.
3: There'd be some women in it kissing each other. Who's
1: the great <laughs> hero of Wales?
3: Uh, Owain Glyndŵr. <laughs> <laughs> he? Was he was, the, he was the defender of Wales.
2: That them. sounds like that could also be an alcoholic uh, Christmas drink.
3: Oh well, you're probably right because dur means water. Oh okay. You could have a no-wine gling tour.
2: <laughs> you don't remember that, Jordan, from when we went on that uh, distillery tour? <laughs> I don't. I got. I basically walked into that thing fucked up. <laughs> so I don't remember any of it. I did some MDMA
0: before. <laughs> yeah.
1: That explains why everything. I kept smelling. You know, they give you the the scotches to nose, mm-hmm. and I was smelling each of them. They all smelled like Vicks VapoRub to me. <laughs> yeah, right. I couldn't figure out why.
3: Had you put on some Vicks
2: vapor Rub?
1: Uh, Jordan had after he, after he did the MDMA.
2: Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So we, we got this. We got wait, so, wait, so what is the hero of Wales? What is he famous for?
3: He's famous for defending Wales against the English.
2: Okay. He's famous for revitalizing the Batman franchise.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: did
1: it work when he defended the, uh, Wales against the English?
3: Yeah, but for, for a tiny bit.
1: How long? What are we talking about? 50 years? 20 minutes. 20 minutes? No, wow.
3: No, it was, it was some years, but I haven't, I haven't read about it for a while.
1: <sighs> Come on. Let's get, that, let's get that elementary school juices flowing. <laughs> if you want me to talk about the Miwok Indians of the San Francisco Bay Area, I will. <laughs> when it comes down to abalone shells, I can handle this. <laughs> um, okay, great. So let's talk about um, we, got, we got number one hero. Yeah. Down. National food?
3: Uh, we have a few foods. Seaweed. Uh, you know, a lot of uh,
1: – more and more nations, uh, the, their people are eating more than one food these days.
3: <laughs> well, Wales didn't for a very long time.
1: What was the, what was the one thing? Just seaweed?
3: Seaweed, just seaweed. It's, it's the same seaweed as the Japanese eat. Oh. Uh, nori, but, you know, they have it dried. We boil it until there's no goodness left in it uh-huh. and just eat it as a mush.
2: Oh. That's nice. why the Welsh are known as Europe's manatees.
3: <laughs> 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 uh, and that's called lava bread.
2: <clears throat> lava
3: bread? Lava bread, yeah.
1: When it's a, when it's a mush?
3: When it's a mush.
1: Well, no, it's not a bread.
3: No, it's not. It's a little trick.
1: Okay, that's number one. Are, are there other national cockles? foods? Cockles are like, Normally those are like mussels, right?
3: you would eat cockles and lava bread together even.
1: Oh. Sprinkle
3: the cockles above, you'd pickle the cockles in vinegar
1: pickled cockles. Yeah, generally. Do you pickle them in it's like I'm I'm not mistaken in that it's a, it's like a bivalve, right?
3: It's they're very little.
1: Yeah. And do you, when you pickle them in vinegar do you, are they is it little tiny shells? You no, keep the you, shells or out you of the shells. take you take them out of the shells? Yeah. It's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> the shells are probably too <laughs> yeah. crunchy.
3: I don't know. If you pickle them they might soften up a bit but they will still be unpleasant.
2: <laughs> are there some Welsh things you cannot get living in living in London?
3: Um Probably, I mean, the overriding sense of misery (laughs) is very apparent in London, so I don't miss that.
2: I was maybe talking about like a regional soda or something, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, sure, yeah. Crushing, crushing suicidal dread. you bet, syrup (laughs) for your egg creams.
3: And pessimism. Um, No, I mean, they're very, England and Wales are very, oh, there is one thing I can't get living in London that Hmm. I can get back home, and that is free prescriptions. (laughs)
2: Oh, wow. Okay.
3: Because our health service is better.
2: Oh. Even nice. though it is the
3: same one, essentially, in Wales, they have some different rules like free prescriptions for everybody. That's great. Yeah.
1: Are the that's Welsh great. healthy?
3: No, very unhealthy. Okay.
1: Well, maybe that, that <laughs> so helps. What are, what are we talking about? Clonopin? Some free, uh, like, heavy duty painkillers? Oh, you How can
3: about get that? everything. Like and Oxycontin? Everything, is, you can, everything that you get is for free. Oh, God.
2: This sounds great. Oxycontin. If you want Clonopin. Uh, if you want to get Efron.
1: cancer. <laughs>
3: Come to Wales. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I like that when you said Nora Ephron.
0: Jordan. It sounds like a sounds like prescription sort of like drug. It's
1: yeah. it does it's not though.
0: No, it's a it's, woman.
1: It's a it's a woman it's a who. Woman. <laughs> yeah, it's a woman who who wrote uh, light comic essays and films. Sure, um, beloved, beloved light comedy.
2: Artiste.
3: Possibly a good prescription for someone who is feeling a bit sad, maybe.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Prescribe you a Nora <laughs> F. Yeah. It's like, oh, you need one Nora Ephron. he just had you a DVD yeah. of Sleepless in Seattle. One When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do three, not eat this DVD. I watch it. <laughs> Do not swallow it. Don't try to swallow it like a pill. Have you or s- take it like a suppository. Have you
1: spent significant time in God's United States of America before?
3: Uh, this year was the first time I visited the so boat party biz was my first visit.
1: Nadia was one of the performers on uh on boatparty.biz. Lovely. Um which by the way is coming back next year. Okay. Get okay. ready for it. PS Max Fun sold out. Bad luck losers. <laughs> you guys are losers. Suck on that lemon jerk faces. Um waitlist at maximumfun.org. org. <laughs> please get on. it. There will be cancellations. Oh god. <laughs> um uh so this was the first time. So and that w- w- did you w- did you stick around then?
3: Yeah, I went to New York afterwards. Uh and it was great. It what, was so great.
1: What kind of stuff did you do in New York? I Empire State Country. Building? Uh
3: I went uh did the top of the rock.
1: Oh sure. Where, oh. You could
3: see the Empire State Building.
1: Yeah, no, you to across. You don't want, if you're inside you can't even tell it might you might as well be anywhere.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's good thinking. <laughs> you're thinking like Ephron. Yeah. I like this. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh The best thing was probably that John Hodgman took us for oysters in the Grand Central Station Oyster Bar. Come on, that's pretty good. (laughs) I felt like his millionaire daughter. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that is solid. That is rock solid.
3: That was pretty cool.
1: Rock oyster solid.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Also, he knew so much about them. It was so dreamy. (laughs) You know, John
1: Hodgman is a former food columnist.
3: Well, that – well, good – Mm-hmm. I would be disappointed otherwise, <laughs> because that knowledge is there for nothing otherwise—just impressing tourists.
1: Yeah, if you if you want to grab some back issues of Men's Journal magazine, <laughs> you can read his sometimes semi-fictional food column. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, good, good. You like New York City? How do you? How would you compare New York City to uh, London, England?
3: Uh, they're quite similar. Um, I really liked Brooklyn. We were staying in Brooklyn, and I, I really liked it. Um, have yourself
1: a few bagels.
3: Uh, oh yeah, I didn't have a single bagel.
1: Mm. You got to get some bagels right by uh, right by Hodgman's house. This is where the bagels are.
3: We, I was right by Hodgman's house.
1: Well, You should have gotten some bagels. I
3: was outside his house every day. <laughs> uh, should
1: have got the bagels so you'd be have the energy for the, your steak out.
3: I. I do feel really resentful about the fact that in London you can't get dollar slices anyway. Uh, And you can get them seemingly in your sleep in New York.
1: Yeah, but they don't have tacos or burritos really.
3: You can't... uh, You
1: can't really get those in London either.
3: Well, you can get some burritos.
1: There's plenty of curry in London.
3: There's a lot of curry.
1: If you need curry.
3: My God, there's curry. (laughs) You're all set. You're all set. There's a whole road basically that's just one massive curry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You're speaking, of course, of the Thames.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it does smell.
1: (laughs) Um, What about Los Angeles? You've been in Los Angeles for like a week now, right? Mm -hmm. Can't help but notice you were driving a red Mustang convertible.
0: Hey.
3: Yeah, Yeah, that's (laughs) classic, right? That's my ride while I'm here. I was having a bit of a life crisis when I booked my car hire. So I was like, well, I'll just the most ridiculous thing there is.
2: Was it when you were? So you're just going to like follow the midlife crisis of a forty year old man? Yeah, a recently divorced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're going to start playing a lot of golf.
3: I tweeted that basically. I'm having a a man's midlife crisis (laughs) as a twenty nine year old woman.
2: Good job tweeting that. I'm, I, uh, I will abandon that as a comedy premise now for the rest of this. What, uh, what uh, How do you feel
1: about driving around? You should around? try
2: and sleep with a Chili's waitress. Sorry. Go ahead. That
1: was my last joke I wanted to make about that. How do you feel uh, driving around in the Mustang?
3: I was so terrified coming from the airport that uh, I couldn't even put the top down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At home, you probably you're driving what a Vauxhall.
3: Uh, I drive a um, Volkswagen Lupo, which is smaller than a Golf.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. Uh,
3: it's a reliable little city car.
2: It's one of the many cars that's too small to be sold in America. I think. I like, yeah. yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Like you don't even try and give cars t- like the Lupo, like it's <laughs> like the Volkswagen Elf or the Gnome. It's funny. It's like a cute name. Anyway,
3: although Lupo does mean wolf,
2: does it? Yeah. Well. I retract that.
3: <laughs> but it is like little wolf. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> cute wolf.
1: Um, do you get, I mean, have you been driving around with the top down? Of course I
2: have. Is cool? What are you blaring on the stereo?
3: Nothing, because I'm I listening to my sat-nav. <laughs> oh, God, please don't take me on the freeway again. Please don't take me on the freeway again.
2: You, uh, you can actually set your sat-nav to, uh, you know how you can set the voice. There's like a male voice. There's a female voice. There's also Journey Steve Perry. <laughs> so it'll sound like you're rocking out.
3: Oh, yeah. that is
2: reassuring to know. That is a, I, mean, I it, have
3: had a lot of men of all ages shout, sick car! <laughs> at me as I've been driving around.
2: I, I Were it. you just throwing up in the car, though? Uh,
3: yes. Okay. I'm very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did have a man who threw something in front of the car as he walked past me, and then blew me a kiss. What did
1: he
2: throw? Banana I peel. I don't
3: know what it was. It's it looked like a, it was a peel. CD case.
2: <laughs> I uh, so I had something weird thrown at me the other day. Uh, I was just uh, I was just kind of in my in my little you know by my apartment, just kind of walking around, and it's super residential. I mean it has significantly fewer like weirdos than my old neighborhood. My old neighborhood was pretty pretty weirdo intensive. Um but this is virtually weirdo free. Um so I'm walking and it's just nice. It's a lot of people like walking dogs basically. And I'm just walking in this guy in a car, I forget what car it was, but it did not it was not noteworthy. It was just like a, you know, Corolla or a Camry or something like that. Let's call it a Sentra. I'll meet you in the middle. Great. At the Sentra. Um, he slows down and yells out and I think to me I don't think there's anybody else that I could mistake it for he's like hey look at this and he throws something out of the window like a frisbee but it's tiny and I'm like scared to look at it or pick it up I mean this seems like the start of like a Hitchcock movie or something Like I this think- is where I become the, the wrong man uh, and I reluctantly pick it up and it is a trading card from Superman 3 featuring Richard Pryor. I still have it in my car. I don't know why that happened. I don't know what it meant. Am I marked? <laughs> it was so weird. It doesn't feature like it doesn't have um Oh god, who's the star of the Superman movies? Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. It just is a scene with Richard Pryor. And it's a it's was so weird. Do you think it was an indictment of your indifferent acting? Right. Yes. Exactly. About how the producers expected me to improvise, but then I didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe it could be. Uh, I mean, you know, and, and I mean, I'll go there and talk about the issues racially. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things people have been afraid to talk about. You
1: don't know. You don't know this about Jordan, but he's a pretty fearless social critic when it comes to race issues and just life in the ghetto. Um, Jordan has a lot of insights to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the first guy doing it, too, you know? Yeah, he sort of invented that kind
2: of comedy, wow. um, sort of comedy as social critique yeah. or
0: satire. I mean, just listen
2: to my famous LP, Jordan Morris, Live on the Sunset Strip, Yeah, and I think you'll get it.
1: Uh, I, my favorite is Jordan's CD, uh,
2: That N Word is Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I guess, what do you think this? What, I mean, it was. I think it was meant for me. Is it possible that I just knew this guy and didn't recognize him? And were that you was... standing next to Richard Pryor? I was, yes. Because <laughs> it could have been for him. <laughs> yeah, could have been. Sign this. <laughs> Sign this and mail it back to me. I want to sell it on eBay. That maybe could be what he was yelling. Uh... I still have it in my car too. It's really. I like to look at it and then feel weird. Well,
3: he did tell you to look at it.
2: He did. It's true, and I did. It seems safe to assume, based on
1: the confusing, semi-positive, semi-negative message that it sent, mm-hmm. uh, that it was a Jordan Jesse Go fan.
2: Okay. <laughs> Do you think he was just circling that block, waiting for me to come out of my house?
1: Yeah. Okay. Or he was he was staked out Nadia Camille style, <laughs> you know, just hanging out in a was it was he in a like a panel van? Uh, no, I mean this was. A, I was mean a Sentra. the Sentra, Nissan Sentra. Right, we it was decided. a Sentra. It wasn't a Nissan N two thousand. No, that's their that's their cool commercial van. Yeah, God, I love commercial <laughs> vans.
2: Um, do you think it would have been different if it had been a Ford Transit Connect? Yes, I think it would be. I, would, I mean, this would not be baffling at all. We would not be having this conversation. Yeah, you
1: would know that this guy is a local tradesman, sure, who's got great test, great taste in commercial, uh, in small commercial vehicles chose the ford transit connect gorgeous little gorgeous little car (laughs) truck
3: so reliable
1: van oh absolutely and fits in a fits in a normal parking space get
3: out of town that has all the room what you want
1: has all the storage space you need but it'll fit in a normal parking space and you don't have to worry about you know you you put it in reverse you don't have to worry about that kind of baloney it's a ford transit connect it's a wonderful (laughs) vehicle very dreamy okay what does this mean do you think he's trying to teach you a lesson about how ephemeral show business is? <laughs> yeah. About how one day you could be at the top of the pile and the next day your hair's on your you're, you're caught on fire because you were smoking crack. It's true. And the day after that, you're doing Rent-A-Central Rent-A-Center commercials that I remember really vividly <laughs> from my childhood, and then one more day after that, you've been struck down by multiple sclerosis.
2: Yeah, mean maybe he was just trying to like get me to consider, is it better to burn out or fade away? You know, ALS?
1: Does he have MS or ALS? <laughs> I don't
2: know. Well, you're going to get one of them. Oh, I can only hope. That's, you're going to end up with hope. a
1: congenital shivery disease. Mm-hmm.
2: You should uh, come to Wales because we have free prescriptions for them. Oh, no, I'll love that. that. would be great. Thank you. Do you yeah. also have free crack? Because I need that to smoke.
3: It's not free, but no. you can... But
2: it's affordable. That's yeah, nice. It's very affordable. Especially with the exchange rates, what they <laughs> yes.
0: are
3: now. Um... I don't know, Nadia. What do you think it means? I think it means that somebody
2: likes you. (laughs) Oh, I hope. I hope. Oh, boy. Somebody has a crush. (laughs) It's It's a weirdo in a Sentra. That's a man. He's
1: driving a 97 Sentra. It's blue. Oh, man. How do I get a hold of him? By the way, I want everyone to know out there. Before you get defensive, that was not a gay man's voice. That was a Sentra owner's <laughs> voice. Yeah. A swishy Sentra owner. He was a little Femi, but he wasn't like super Femi. No. At, number one, he happens to be straight. Incidentally. He's just attracted to me. Well, who wouldn't be? No, that's true. I'm straight. I'm attracted to you.
2: No, I have turned I'm I... hard right now. <laughs> yeah, I have turned several straight men. Yeah, yeah. With it. my wilds? charms. Childs. Hair. I have hair. (laughs) My Nora (laughs) Efron. We'll be back in just a second.
1: I'll Jesse go. Sergio Diaz plays in a band called Os Mutantes. His life was changed the first time he heard Elvis Presley. The great thing in the world it is to discover... I mean, there's nothing better. I'm Jesse Thorne. My show, Bullseye, is about discovery. We help you find the best music, the best movies, the best books, and we talk to the people who make them. It's Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
0: Najee
3: Kamal, mama eggnog.
1: It's one of the best nicknames in Jordan-Jesse-Go history. I like it a lot. You know, Nadia, you wouldn't know this. You're from a whole other country. But here on Jordan-Jesse-Go, when something momentous happens to one of our listeners, we ask that they call us and share it with us for our smash hit, beloved, classic segment, Momentous Occasions. All they have to do is put 206-984-4FUN into their telephones. 206-984-4FUN. And then, you know, when the shit goes down... Get on the horn. Ring, ring. Hey, what's up, guys? You you'll, you'll be
2: saying this to an answering machine, though. We will not pick up the phone. I, sometimes I pick up the phone. Oh, okay. But I, I try— It was and, like that movie where you could call Jonah Hill and then he would sometimes pick up the phone? I try and remember
1: how they talked, what voice they talked, mm-hmm. so that I can re- repeat it back correctly. Yeah, that's good. And I act like a You're a famous machine. mimic. I don't respond to what they say. Yeah. I make a beeping sound and then I'm quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I just repeat it back later. In fact, I think... And you call- ask them if they're satisfied with the message. Mm-hmm. How many calls do we have this week, Brian? Uh, two calls. So, so both of these calls actually are ones where I answered the phone. <laughs> so what you're going to hear <laughs> is going to sound like... It's going to sound a lot like a rec- like a low-quality answering machine recording. What it actually is – have you guys ever seen Bobby McFerrin? Oh, love him. The best. Okay. So he does what he calls body music. I took a master class from him. And what I'm doing is manipulating my body <laughs> through percussive movements. <laughs> you know, I'll str- – I was like, whoa, whoa. You know what I'm talking about? And and using the stereo field of the microphone, going from one stereo channel over to the other stereo channel. You see what I'm saying? Going up, down, going deep into a ball, stretching out, holding my nose, <laughs> you know, um, flossing my teeth. Sure. All of these things are things that I use to create a, an audio recording like environment when I'm recreating something that I've heard. So you use
2: this all of these techniques to to recreate answering machine messages about you know like seeing dogs with umbrellas and getting a hand job on a subway.
1: On this program, I do.
2: Okay. Oh, okay, but you don't just use it for that. No, I was going to say also I also have
1: a... a lounge act where I sing Chardet songs. Oh, okay, <laughs> so those are the two things I do it with. You know, smooth operator. Mm-hmm. Um, various other Chardet songs. Yeah. I have a whole repertoire of her songs. You and know, it's that's, just you up there. You're not accompanied that's by both any, her, anybody? I'm, I'm accompanied actually by her band, which oh. the trio is actually called Chardet. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's her name, Chardet Adieu. Mm-hmm. But the band itself is called Chardet. Have you
2: thought about incorporating Michael Winslow? Why would I incorporate Michael Winslow? Another famous Why would sound I incorpor-
1: effects. Why would I incorporate my number one biggest rival in this entire field? Jesse, three words. Watch the throne. George. This could be your watch the throne. You think that this could be – you think this should be like a keep my friends close and my enemies closer situation? Yes. How about this? How about instead of a watch the throne situation, I get a Game of Thrones situation going on? Oh, I see. I lull him into where you a false...
2: fuck Bobby McF- McFerrin. <laughs> yeah. and it's a little rapey, but still kind of hot.
1: And he's my brother. Yeah, sure. I like he's this. all. He's all of our brothers. He's got that kind of heart. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, what you're about to hear, Nadia, <laughs> is me recreating through, um, you know, physical acts. An answering machine message from one of our listeners, for whom, to whom something momentous happened.
3: I'm very excited.
1: Yeah, well, let's let's hear the first one.
4: Hello, Jordan and Jesse and guests. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. This is Heather in San Francisco. I just went to my first rap concert ever. Um, I saw Chance the Rapper at the Regency Ballroom, and it was fucking amazing. And um, my throat is probably going to be fucking killing me tomorrow because of all of the screaming and also how um, I I really liked when he told me to do a thing, and I did it. So um, every time he, he told me to do a thing, I did it. So there was a lot of shouting. It was fucking great. And um, he's probably never going to come back here at the... Twenty-five dollar ticket level
2: again, so kind of once in a lifetime. Yeah, I saw
1: Chance the Rapper on Thursday. This is fun. How did I end up being the one person who didn't see Chance the Rapper? Oh yeah, I have two children.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a great show. I was uh, a thing that was really uh, that was that was really surprising to me. Do you know? Are you familiar with this guy? No. Uh... Guy out of Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Young guy. Made it. Made some mixtapes that were very popular. Hot. Two hot tapes. Um... Hot tapes. But yeah. I mean, terrific. Just, I mean, that uh, that acid rap is probably my my favorite album that got released this year. It's me too. It's really, really Exceptionally good. Exceptionally good. Um, so I... So I went with my buddy Jack, who sometimes will go see a rap concert with me. Sure. Great guy to see a rap concert with. Call Jack up. Uh, we saw Killer Mike earlier this year. It was a lot of fun. Um... And I, I was assuming that this crowd would be really similar to the Killer Mike crowd, which is, seems like half rap fans looking to see rap and half like, you know, crazy beardy hipsters. Jack and I were the oldest guys here by 10 years. Well, that's because here's the difference. I can explain this. Sure, to you, please. Number
1: one, uh, hipsters now like Killer Mike because he made these records with LP. Sure. LP is... And he
2: LP did a a set, so I think probably half the guys were there just to see that.
1: Yeah, and I have... I want to be clear, I have no beef with LP. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think LP is very talented and great. And, you know, LP helped create Company Flow, which was one of the first, you know, was a really seminal alternative underground Mm hip-hop group. And LP's own records are really amazing. You know, ran one of the most important edgy hip-hop labels ever. Um, But... There is also, a, to a certain extent, I think uh, it is fair to say that white people like LP because LP is white. <laughs> um, and also LP has a very rocky, uh, noisy sound uh, that uh, – well, I won't cast any negative any, – I'm, I'm not throwing any shade at its legitimacy because mm-hmm. uh, LP is as legit as they get. Um, but it's – he has an aesthetic that a rock person would like.
2: I didn't know a lot about him going into it other than you know kind of what he – where he came from and kind of what his pedigree was, but I uh, I thought his set was a real snooze. Oh, really? Yeah. A snooze. A snooze. It was very I, boring. Well, he's I, to I, me. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I don't like I don't like noise and droning and atmosphere. Yeah. I cannot stand the atmosphere. Interesting. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, yeah. He may also just, but Killer Mike also is uh, old mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. I mean, Killer Mike's been out for ten plus years now, um, and. Uh, you know, he has an established base of underground hip-hop fans, uh, whereas Chance the Rapper, you're looking at kids on Tumblr. Sure. I mean, underground hip-hop fans also like Chance the Rapper, but, like, Killer Mike shares plenty of fans with The Roots. <laughs> it's not a pure crossover, but there's yeah. plenty of Roots fans. that, Whereas uh, Chance the Rapper... You know, he shares plenty of fans
2: with ASAP Rocky. Sure. Yeah, I was you know, it's so interesting. I guess I just knew him as like NPR's favorite rapper or Pitchfork's favorite rapper. I thought the crowd would be more similar to like a super chunk concert or something like that.
1: No, not at all. But you it was oh say...
2: yeah, we were like we were we felt uncomfortable how old we were there. It was really bonkers. And I think Jack's Jack's theory was that I guess he just did a verse on a Justin Bieber song. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It's very weird too. It's very weird. Um so yeah, that was his uh his uh take on it. But nah, he's a he's a I mean he's a teen rapper who's popular with teens. Hmm. Yeah. Well
1: you know, I mean he's he's I don't think he's a teenager anymore. I think he's like twenty ish. Yeah.
2: It was a great show, That was really great. I mean I think once we got drunk enough and stopped feeling self conscious we had a great time.
1: Excellent. Well let me uh repeat another call, verbatim. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey JJ Go, this is Melissa again in Asheville. The reason my voice sounds so crazy is the other momentous occasion, which is that last night someone tried to steal my car out of my driveway, and my dog and I chased them down the street, and I had a giant knife in my hand yelling, "I'm going to cut your face off." But I lost my voice, and I didn't lose my car. That is some immortal fucking power. I plugged that shit in.
2: That's amazing. Can, before we discuss this, yes. can I tell one more quick story about going to the concert? <laughs> yes. I, when we were headed over there. Let's put this important thing on hold. Yeah. I really feel
3: the momentum is definitely with going No, 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 no. That.
2: I think it's going to be, I think this is going to be for the best. You guys are going <laughs> to love this. I realized I forgot to print out the tickets. So I'm like, oh, oh, maybe. And sometimes they can be stingy about that stuff. Yeah, sometimes it's a problem. Absolutely. So I'm like, okay, well, what can we do? I got on my phone and I like pulled up, I think it was through like Live Nation or something like that. So I'm like, oh, these places usually, you, you know, you make an account. If you just put in your email, it'll show all of your like active tickets or something. Sure. So I go to the mobile site on my phone.
1: Livenation.mobile.:
2: Yeah. Phone. Right. Um, dot .Zune. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was looking on the site and there didn't seem to be anywhere to like put in my email address. So I just went to the search bar and I'm like, well, I just typed in login, and when I searched, all it brought up were dates where I could see Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who's got a lot of dates? Kenny Loggins. Really? He's really uh, Loggins a lot, is out huh? there. He's touring.
1: Yeah, maybe I should switch up my lounge
2: Jack. What was this call about? Dog umbrellas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this call was about a woman who chased a car thief out of her driveway by shouting, "I'm going to cut your face off." Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, like seem like a psycho. My mom did that one time. Yeah. Yeah, one time uh one time uh, somebody broke into our house. Mm-hmm. She woke up. Her bedroom was what in in a normal apartment would have been the dining room. Mm-hmm. Uh but we used to I had a bedroom in the back and the other bedroom we used to rent out to boarders. Um, to ESL students specifically, right? Not so, like
3: between countries, <laughs> no to borders. Yeah,
1: no to borders. Books. Your uh,
2: your your apartment was a neutral zone where like <laughs> diplomats could conduct business. No, it's a place where you could go to
1: get stationary, books, sure. uh, CDs, Michael Bublé CDs. Yeah, yeah. They have a nice little coffee shop. They did readings back there. Um, <laughs> Michael Bublé did of his <laughs> lyrics. No singing, but jazzy. Yeah, you know. And with
3: a lot of charm.
1: He, uh, uh, junkie broke into our house. Uh, we think because David Carroll's dad left the gate open. Mm.
0: Oh.
1: Fucking David Carroll's dad. You're so That's smart. You, you can be a, a doctor who does heart surgery, but you're not so smart that you know to close the fucking gate behind you, huh, Mr. Carroll? <clears throat> anyway, Junkie broke into our house. My mom woke up in her bed with the guy over her holding a knife. And she ran him out of the fucking house. Jesus. Ran him out of the fucking house and down the street. And I slept through the whole thing. The next day she said, you didn't wake up, did you? And I was like, wake up what? And she's like, (laughs) shit went down. You know, cops came and everything, you know. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy.
2: Um,
3: I I slept through a bomb once.
2: Wow. (laughs) Wow. Did you dream about a bomb though?
3: No, I was in Baghdad.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, well.
3: Um, and then, yeah, I totally. It smashed all the windows in the house, and it cracked the walls. Wow! But How far away was up? it? It's like uh, half a mile.
1: Wow! How old were you at the time?
3: I was two, twenty. Twenty? <laughs>
1: <20? laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I can see that. That's a time, that's a time for heavy sleep.
3: <laughs> I was sleeping in
2: a lot. Yeah, maybe God's way of telling you it's time to leave the nest. <laughs> time to get out of the house. Think about London or Wales, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not a lot of
1: bombs there. <laughs> some bombs. There's some bombs. Some bombs. More bombs than we'd like, certainly.
2: <laughs> but relatively sure. few bombs. Yeah, you can still get John Carter on DVD. <laughs> Nora Ephra. <Hey. Afron>. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> have you ever have you ever run anyone off or like no you know the, the one anyone? the one time when something similar happened to me it was in my it was in that old place that I mentioned that was kind of like weirdo central. And I just woke up because I heard my door slam and I had forgotten to to, you know, uh, lock I to behind, lock my yeah. door. Yeah, I heard my door slam and I woke up it was probably three in the morning. And there, I've never seen a lot of like I never saw a lot of violence near that place. But there's just a lot of yelling weirdos, just yeah. a lot of like rambling dudes and, you know, people like sleeping in doorways and, you know, nothing that made me feel terribly unsafe but also just a lot of like fucking weirdness you know and there was just this dude just this guy was in my living room just kind of a heavy set dude and he's like where am I gonna sleep and I was just like uh you have to get out of here you're in my house <laughs> he's like well what are we gonna do and I'm like you have to leave I'm gonna call the police and he just left and I went back to sleep and when I woke up I'm like was that a dream I'm like no I think that happened Holy shit. It was very weird. And it was weird. It was was so – I woke up out of sleep, so I just didn't think to be scared. And usually, like, when I was, like, walking home by that house and, like, I would hear some weird yelling or, you know, see something shuffling in the bushes, I would get scared. So it's not that I was, like, not scared of that stuff, but I think it was just because my brain hadn't fully woken up yet. Like, just the scared part never came.
1: I think I – growing up where I grew up, I'm pretty good at pretending not to be scared, mm-hmm. uh, like walking down the street. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I'm I'm pretty good at being the guy that you wouldn't choose to uh, uh, rob. Right. But I can't imagine not caving immediately to the demands of anyone <laughs> <laughs> who even began – I mean – The only time I've ever even been – once when I went home to my mom's house, my wife and I, it was Thanksgiving, and my mom was out of town for Thanksgiving. We were going to stay at my mom's house and go to my wife's family's house for Thanksgiving. And when we got to my mom's house, my mom was already out of town, but the side door was broken in of my mom's house. And um, we were just pulled up in the driveway and we're like, fuck, the side door's broken in. And Teresa was like, I guess we got to go in there and see what's going on. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait. That means I have to go in
2: there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> By we. Yeah. And I did. It was It's spooky. Going down through the side door of my mom's house, P.S. Mm-hmm. is kind of spooky. Sure. I did it. I did not like doing it, though. <laughs> did I did not enjoy it. Did you have an, did you have an implement? Did you have a I, There and... was no implement. There was no implement to be had. Hmm. So I just... What I did is... Put your I keys just, in
2: your hands Wolverine style? I did put my
1: keys in my hands Wolverine style. Nice. And I tried to just open the door as loudly as I could and yell to give anyone who was in there a chance to run out the front door.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't before, have to go
2: them. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hang anyway, Somebody stole
2: all my mom's jewelry. Oh, no, no. $20,000 worth of jewelry. Should I have just oh. let that guy crash on my couch? Because it seemed like he just needed a place to crash. He just needed a place to crash. We could have gotten brunch in the morning. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That guy might have been I mean, that guy might have been like a like a cool punk rock guy.
2: That uh, might have been Ian McKay.
1: it might have been Ian Mackay. It yeah, might have been Ian Mackay. he's probably a little heavier than he used to be. That's true. He said he was but heavy set. I don't he know was if i little guy Ian Mackay is heavy set. Yeah.
2: You think it was Rollins? <laughs> <laughs> Not, nowhere near as intense as Rollins. Do you think it was he was, was like laxadaisical. Do
1: you think it was one of those guys
2: that fronts one of those black Flag? <laughs> one of the uh, one of the three black yeah it's probably the lead singer of flag yeah could have been Keith Morris but he didn't have huge dreadlocks I don't know I bet mean, it's just some weird do you have junkie. an air mattress? I there's some weird junkie who's at a club or something do you have an air mattress have a pull out couch so I guess he could have. Was the couch pulled out? Is that how he got confused? No, yeah. Yeah. No, I think the couch was folded up.
1: Do you think he was creeping around looking in windows into people's living rooms to see if they had
2: a couch pulled out? I don't. I guess he just probably thought he was going to his buddy's house. Maybe he like knew somebody in my complex or something like that. There yeah. are people in my complex who would just let a junkie sleep there. Were you buddies with him? I mean, we've become buddies since then. Right. Was it your dad? <laughs> it was my dad. Like, Get out of here, dad.
3: Ugh. You can't sleep here. Yeah.
2: You're on shrooms. Get a Motel 6. My dad, yeah, my dad was just really getting fucked up at rage. He's not a gay guy, but he loves gay bars. Just right. because you can go and dance. Right. You don't have to worry about, you know, the scene. Right. Just get the, he likes to dance. Just likes to dance. Likes to hear the music. and Get a, get a milk
1: cocktail. Sure. <laughs> Lift up that newspaper and see what happens. Who knows? <laughs> Somehow I've combined all our bars into one bar. Yeah. A super bar? Yeah, one super bar. (laughs) Do you think we can give give uh, women blowouts too?
2: We'll have to ask Taffer. Yeah. Okay. He'll probably say we should put a spin on classic American comfort food. (laughs) That's probably what he'll say. Fair enough. Do you think? Do you guys have bar rescue in London? No. Okay. Do you think we should? That's fine. Do you think we should involve
1: uh, Ramsey? Gordon Ramsay? Yeah, just in honor of the fact that our our guest is from the United Kingdom. Oh. J- and probably her biggest hero is Gordon Ramsay.
3: I will say that it is not my greatest hero. <laughs>
1: is he an embarrassment, a national top embarrassment? Two, <laughs> top two after <laughs> w- Welshie Waterman.
3: <laughs> yeah, Welshie Waterman.
1: <laughs> the man who freed Wales oh, for 20 minutes. Yep. <laughs> so it's number one, Welshie Waterman. Mm-hmm. Number two, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yep. Number three...
0: My, Gordon Ramsay, my dad, <laughs> your dad,
1: number yeah. four, your dad.
2: Don't <laughs> number and, five, Catherine Zeta-Jones, magical Pieto. Yeah,
1: don't try and bullshit me <laughs> like you like you love uh, like you love your dad more than you love Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay gives you that combination of anger and you know he breaks you down, but then he builds you back up in a way that like only the ultimate dad could hope to
2: do. He really is all of our dads. <laughs>
3: He's just an asshole.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's all of our dad's. <laughs> just a fucking asshole. Just a fucking asshole.
1: We'll be back in just a second. on huh? Jordan, Jesse, go. Love you, love you. Love you. Love
0: you. Love you. Love you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan
2: Morris, boy detective.
3: Naji Kamal. Mama Eggnog.
1: Coco the dog sitting on my lap. Good work. Good work this week, Coco. Bark, Coco. No. She's
2: <laughs> she's too relaxed. Yeah, she's chill.
1: Um, I want to mention, I mentioned earlier, Max von Kahn now officially sold out. Um, because of the way that we uh, sell the tickets and... And bring in the celebs and so on and so forth. We usually do squeeze in a few, at least a few extra people, like between three and ten, depending. Um, So email waitlist at MaximumFun.org and include your name and your telephone number and the number of people in your party, whether you're a couple or a single.
2: Um, you can sleep in my room, but we will be listening to player piano versions of No Effects' classic album, Punk and Drublik.
1: Jordan travels with um, with a white player piano mm-hmm. that. You know, when we were on Boat Party Biz, Dan Deacon was threatening. He said if I invited him next year, he would. They had one of those player pianos that you put a floppy disk into, <laughs> like a three and a half inch sure.
2: floppy disk. So you play battle chess on it.
1: Yeah, he said he was going to bring. Thanks, Brian. He said he was going to bring. Um, A a floppy disk full of his uh, crazy uh, avant-garde contemporary classical music compositions uh, that are like and but it would be it would be set so that it would play like 15 or 20 minutes of Chopin and then it would start with Dan Deacon's crazy music so that no one could be like hey hey weird guy behind the piano right next to the floppy disk drive of the piano what are you doing there? Like he would just slide in, take it out, replace it, press play, everything would be going smoothly, and then boom, out. Freak out, yeah. I think it's a really good idea.
3: I would enjoy that. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah.
1: Did you have a good time at boatparty.biz, Nadia?
3: I had arguably the best time of my life. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, that is really great.
3: I had I had such a good time that it, the rest of my life feels depressing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it is pretty lame. <laughs> Cruising around in that fucking convertible. In the Stang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just stanging around around SoCal. I think I've said this before, but uh, I, did this, I did this hosting job once where it was like a branded thing for Ford where I drove a Mustang. I got to drift in a Mustang, and I called it a Stang on camera, and they had to stop everything because you can't call it that. <laughs> like, that's the point of a Mustang, to call it a Stang. Also, drifting is really fun. Do they say
1: that you have to call it a
2: must? <laughs> yeah, I tried to call it all sorts of abbreviated things.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Called it a
1: whiskey tango foxtrot. They didn't like that. I also want to mention that January is going to be a truly epic month at MaximumFun.org. On January 1st, uh, we will have a raft of programming-related announcements about which I'm very excited. I'm not going to reveal them before January 1st. But suffice it to say, you'll want a New Year's Day, you know, wipe the sleep out of your eyes, put on a coat and tie, sit down at the computer, type in <laughs> MaximumFun.org, see what you find there. Uh, I'm, really excited about, uh, I'm really excited about those announcements. And also, uh, on the events front, we're going to be announcing something really, really cool in January that I'm, I'm very excited about for uh, – that's all I'm going to say about it. Mid-January, we're going to announce this thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really cool. What is it? Yeah, what is it? I don't know. What it is. It's a porno theater.
2: <laughs> Yay! Oh, that's fun.
1: <laughs> if you have thoughts about the show, you can email us at at Uh Our phone number, of course, 206 4 fun We got some more amazing anime-style portraits of you and me, Jordan. Terrific. Keep them coming, guys. Oh, I just love them. <laughs> Nadia, have you ever had someone draw an, uh, an anime-style portrait of you?
3: Not an anime one, no, but a really technical pencil one, like a st- um,
1: like stippled or
3: like you know, like a mechanical pencil, mm. very detailed. That just you can see that it took hours and hours. And I think, oh god, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you've let them down well, just, just like, by you just have to look at my face for
3: so long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I I got I got like line drawn for a magazine once. Um, and it was one of those things that is, uh, you know, like as with the, as with the stipple portraits in the wall street journal, it was very realistic, but somehow also the least flattering image of me that has ever existed in the world. And normally if I feel like, if I'm like bothered by something, I feel like, oh, this makes me look fat or whatever. My wife will be like, whatever, Jesse, you know, don't worry about it. I love you. And I showed this to my wife, and I was like, Teresa, can you look at this? And she goes – she just goes, oh, Jesse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why are you showing me this magazine of a troll? <laughs> it was so horrible.
1: <laughs> it was a disaster. And, um, and then they emailed me, and they said they're going to make a permanent website about me. Because it's – I mean, the website's about the thing that the magazine article was about, but I'm going to have, like, a permanent page on this website. <laughs> and I was like, it's going to live on forever. It's going to be the thing that pops up when people Google me, this nightmare portrait. Anyway, big stuff coming in January. Mm -hmm. Happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful Diwali. I don't know what time of year Diwali is. It's a New Year celebration, isn't it? Hard to say.
3: I think it's just before Christmas.
1: Just before Christmas? -Christmas. Pre-Christmas. Do you think it's Diwali right now?
3: Well, I think in London, I think it was in November.
1: I missed Diwali again. Early December. <laughs> this is the 32nd straight year that I've missed Duwale.
2: <laughs> oh, that's why I got all those Starbucks cards. <laughs> Thoughtless Duwale gifts. <laughs> oh man.
1: Well, anyway. <laughs> Brian Fernandez, our producer. Nadia, um, you're leaving, you're skipping town. Yeah. But we got listeners in the United Kingdom. You got any regular gigs in the United Kingdom they should be aware of?
3: Um no. Not really. <laughs> but they
1: should probably. Everybody should probably follow you on Twitter, right?
3: Oh yeah, do that. I think I'm probably coming back here. Really? Yeah. Um, going to New York in January.
1: You gonna do some shows?
3: And then I think I'm coming back here in February.
1: You're gonna do some shows in New York in
3: January? Mm, uh, ho- hopefully, yeah.
0: Not a, you're, you're, you're not a a doing a very good job of plugging
2: things.
3: I know, but it's just because it's being British. It's really hard to talk about yourself in anything <laughs> other than a massively disparaging way. Sure. So even coming here, people say, well, what are some. are you doing? some fucking like,
2: boring oh, shit shows people can go see if they want to see sorry. something that sucks.
3: Um, yeah, something you're doing. <laughs> oh man,
1: reverse slam. <laughs> yeah, you just got 360 jammed on. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Right now, you're just standing in the lane with your arms up, and Nadia's got the ball in the hoop, and her, just, her crotch is just right in your face.
2: <laughs> and you're just going, "What?" If this was NBA ballers, Nadia would just did an act of fool combo on me. <laughs> Spiritual successor to NBA Jam.
1: <laughs> 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 we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go.
0: Maximumfun.org.
1: Comedy
2: and culture.